what we do here is go back, 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 back. Yeah, good mate. Thanks for having me. Who went the hardest in the, the celebrations? I can't say myself, can I? Uh, <laughs> if- you sort of almost got to tell yourself that you're a, you're a big game player or a mm. big finals player. And so somehow I thought, well, just because I play well as a 13-year-old, I have to play well in the grand final. Me and, me and Cogs are um, a couple of good WA boys and we, we do get a bit affectionate with each other, always giving each other kisses and stuff. <laughs> nah, not really, just, you know, a manly kiss yeah. on the cheek every now and then. Welcome back to the Bray and Ethan podcast. And Ethan, another week, another big guest. Who are we lucky enough to have on the line this week? Yeah, so 33 games in the AFL, kicking 39 goals for the Western Bulldogs. He was their 2018 leading goal kicker and also spent two years at Carlton. He's doing plenty of good things now that he's out of the game and he's actually our first ever past or present Bulldog out of both, you know, the Centre Square and yep. Bray and Ethan podcast. It's Billy Gowers. Billy, welcome to the show. We really appreciate you joining us. Thanks very much for having me, guys. Hope you guys are well. Yeah, you too, and uh, Bray will get stuck into it. Yep, straight away. Uh, your old man played at the Hawks and the Lions and a, your grandpa for Richmond. How much of an influence were they to your footy, and can you talk us through going to school at Xavier College and playing at the Oakley Chargers before you got drafted? Yeah, mate. Uh, yeah, obviously had um, some previous history in the AFL, which... I think probably helped my development um, when I was young, as well as um, sort of leading into the AFL with some sort of um, tips and tricks that Dad would try and instill um, into me. But yeah, it wasn't it wasn't too dissimilar to um, a childhood of someone who didn't have a father that played AFL. Um, he was just a supportive, um, really supportive role model, someone who just wanted me to have a bit of fun, which is um, yeah, exactly what I needed and um, and I'm really grateful that he, he was never really pushy or um, yeah never really forced any footy stuff onto me it was all all myself and um, yeah it was obviously really good being able to um, have people you know um, voice their opinion on my dad and grandpa and how good a player they were um, so that was always good to good to hear and I still hear it these days yeah. Um, so yeah it was always really interesting um Really cool. Um, and then going through Xavier College, obviously um, quite a sort of footy, footy well-known school. Um, yeah, it was an amazing time. Um, heaps of fun, very sporty school. Didn't actually do too much work, as you can imagine. But um, yeah, the footy side of it and the sports side of it was really good. And um, we created some really... Lifelong friends and um, yeah, a couple of my best mates or a fair few of my best mates are all from Xavier and um, yeah, was really lucky enough to go there. Yeah, so that's what it's all about. And as we touched on, you were on the Blues list for a, for a two-year period <clears> there. Despite not playing a game, what was that experience like? Yeah, it was amazing, mate. Um, it was yeah, it was really really difficult, but at the same time, I got a lot out of it. Um, Obviously, didn't play any games, but got to train and um, go to work with some amazing people and phenomenal footballers as well, like with Chris Judd, Mark Murphy, um, just to name a couple, really, Cade Simpson. Um, and then blokes who are doing really well outside of footy now these days, like Dylan Buckley and Daniel Goren and um, some of these other guys who are doing some really good work in outside of footy um, so yeah created some really good friendships and um, and learnt a lot about myself and other people um, when I was there so yeah yeah nice 
Yeah, and then uh, of course after impressing Footscray, uh, after impressing for Footscray in 2017, you earned a second crack at the elite level with the Bulldogs. How surreal was it to kick some freakish goals in your first season and then win the club's leading goal kicker award? Yeah, it was pretty surreal just being out there, to be honest, yep. boys. Um, yeah, because obviously I'd put a heap of work in previously at Carlton and then, um, yeah, thought it was sort of all over, really. Um, but to get that sort of second opportunity was, um, yeah, quite amazing. And just to be out there playing, because um, I knew how hard it was just to get one game, let alone get sort of a bit of a regular game. Um, yeah, it was pretty special. Um, and I look back on those times pretty fondly. Yeah, you've been pretty open with some of the challenges you've had to face. Uh, how close did you come to giving away the game in 2019 and can you expand on some of the mental mental health work you've done? Yeah, um, yeah, I was, I don't know if you guys have probably listened to the previous podcast I did um, where I sort of came out and said that I was um, yeah, really close to retiring and I was only, what, 20, probably 21, 20, maybe even 22 um, which, yeah, obviously isn't something that's quite common for people to say that they're close. But, um, yeah, I was, I was obviously super close um, to, yeah, giving it all away and just trying to get away from it all. Um, I was getting far too much and, um, yeah, it was sort of just taking over my life a bit. Um, and the second part of the question was um, expand on what I've done mental health-wise. Is that, yeah, is yeah. that it? Yeah, yeah. So you've done a bit of work. Yeah. Yeah, done a fair bit of work. I think um, I think just that constant sort of trying to better yourself and trying to better understand yourself is, um, is something that's always been um, an interest of mine. So, um, yeah, I probably started seeing a sports psychologist um, in my... When would it have been? My first year at Carlton. Um, I was struggling with a lot of performance anxiety um, on the field. And, um, yeah, sort of just got into that. And, um, yeah, pretty much saw... A sports psych um, almost every week of my AFL career um, for yeah probably close to five years, um, and I still yeah still keep on top of that. We um, I'm still playing it in the VFL and still um, I don't see a psych um, anywhere near as regularly as that. But yeah, I, I still go and see um, and have a chat with a psych every couple of weeks. Um, just not even um, about footy, just about normal life stuff and. Um, just trying to better understand myself and, um, yeah, just trying to be a better person constantly. So um, I think it's quite a common thing in in elite sports for people to go see um, sports psychologists, but to actually go and see a real one is, um, is, yeah, I think becoming far more common. And um, I think the stigma around going to go and see one and um, telling your mates that you're seeing one, I think that's sort of diminishing quite rapidly, which... Um, which, yeah, I'm really happy about, to be honest, because heaps, heaps of my mates um, heaps of my mates go and see one and heap, heap of my mates that don't play footy go see one too. So, um, yeah, I think it's just a good thing to do and um, just to keep on top of life's challenges and, um, yeah, just keep track on how you're going and, um, and what you're looking forward to. Yeah, it's great that you're trying to sp- spread that awareness. So, yeah. yeah. Great stuff. Um, and then, of course, 2020 didn't start the way you would wanted it to. Obviously, you're involved in the Lockie Hunter car incident uh, and then also had some media pressure after a journalist criticised your supercoach stats. Did these uh, things affect you and your game uh, early in the year? Um, 
at the time I probably wasn't thinking that they were affecting my game, but yeah, looking back at it now, obviously I did definitely affected my game and um, the way the club was probably perceiving me. But um, yeah, look, it's all part of it, and um, you just got to deal with the challenges and deal with them as best as possible. And yeah, um, obviously didn't have a great start to the year, but um, felt like I sort of worked hard, really hard to find my way back in the side, and um, yeah, just didn't really form my way. Yeah, it would have been hard in the hubs as well. Yeah, super hard. Obviously, just by itself, really. Um, yeah. Everyone's going through different stuff. But, um, yeah, a few of the boys had girlfriends and families and stuff, which made it a bit easier for um, for everyone to sort of have that family um, that family atmosphere around the hub. But, yeah, just being away from family and friends, and, um, yeah, it was obviously really difficult. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then later in the year, obviously, you were unfortunately delisted. How early on did you sort of know this was coming from Bevo? And it must have been really hard to take or say goodbye, considering you were a fan favourite. Uh, yeah, I probably saw the writing on the walls after after pre-season when I wasn't getting picked in the JLT games. And previous to that, I um, yeah, I sort of thought, I should have been. Um, so, yeah, I could sort of see the writing on the wall pretty early, but then um, managed to force my way back in the side and was hoping that that could, um, yeah, sort of kick or help kickstart my career again. And um, just didn't really seem to happen. But then in the hub, yeah, played some pretty good footy in those, um, in those sort of practice games. And I wasn't really getting a look in at AFL level again. So, Towards the back end of the year, I sort of, um, yeah, was sort of pretty much expecting to not get offered another contract, and um, yeah, it was difficult, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't too difficult. Um, it was more just difficult, just not being able to go see the boys yeah. um, constantly. But um, yeah, it's just all part of it, and happens to a lot of blokes. Not many guys get to call the shots on when their career finishes. Usually, this club determines that so yeah I was just another guy um, who had the club determine his, his end of career and I've yeah I w- I'd already been through it once so it wasn't anywhere near as daunting as the previous time mm, yeah that would help I guess yeah um, yep. and, o- and obviously uh, a lot's changed uh, since you got there at first uh, obviously they came off a flag in 2016 and then after that it was a bit up and down but and then now they're flying the doggies. Uh, but how do you reflect on the overall form from the boys in your time there? Um, as in when I was playing. Yeah, yeah, like the team's form. How do you reckon? Yeah, it was um, it was a bit inconsistent. Obviously, we um, yeah, we beat some pretty good sides and um, and lost to some sort of average sides occasionally. So it's a little bit inconsistent. Um, yeah. It wasn't too, yeah. We weren't, we weren't great, obviously, but um, the boys have sort of turned around a fair bit this year and got some really good players in playing some super footy. Yeah. And uh, one thing, I'm not sure if you've noticed this or what's going on with this, but what was what is with Jamara Hagen tagging you as Bailey Smith in the post and I suppose <laughs> that confusion with Bailey Smith? <laughs> um, no, nah, I've, yeah, I've previously done a bit of it. Bit of a joke thing where I put my face on Bailey Smith's body and 
yeah, make it look like I'm really shredded um, <laughs> and put that up on Instagram. So I think that might have been, I didn't even realise he'd done it, but yeah, yeah that might have been the reason why. <laughs> no, not, that, not bad at all. Um, and then are there any funny st- uh, funny sprays or stories from the dogs or even Carlton? And who are your best mates you still get around with? Um, plenty of funny stories. Um, funny sprays. I, I can't really, Yeah, everyone sort of gets a spray here and there. But yeah. Um, and some of, my, some of my best mates from the dogs are sort of Libba, um, Ed Richards, um, Cal Porter. Aaron Norton, Josh Bruce, yeah. uh, could go on really. Had the dogs and then um, Carlton is sort of some old, uh, yeah guys who aren't there anymore really. Uh, like Christian Jacks, Daniel Gone, Steel Buckley, Nick Graham, um, Charlie Keno still there actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, had, had a good time with all those guys. Do you think you might you should be you should have got a call up to uh, Dylan Friends by now? <laughs> nah, mate. I'm don't have much going on for me, really. Nah. Um, nah, I try and help him get a few of the, few of the guests on. So yeah. I talk to him fairly regularly about who's coming on and how we can stitch him up and all that stuff. Yeah. But, um, maybe maybe in a few years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you're playing for the Southport Sharks. How's that been going? And, you know, going off your social media, you know, you're pretty, you're pretty active, always travelling. So that must be one thing, you know, you can do that now. You're out of the AFL, you can, you know, be a lot more free. Yeah, big time. Um, you just don't really have that constant someone watching over you all the time um, kind of feeling. Um, but Southport, yeah, it's an amazing club. Been going on for a long, a long, long time and being successful for a long, long time. So, um, yeah, this year we've been playing some pretty good footy. We've got pretty good list and um, everyone's willing to buy in and play for the team so yeah we're sitting um, sitting pretty nicely at the moment 6-1 and one, and um, have another sort of challenge tomorrow against Brisbane Lions so it's yeah it's a bit of fun knocking off some AFL sides with um, just pretty much part time fo- footballers at the moment mate yeah, so yeah. yeah it is a bit of fun and um yeah, a lot less stressful, which is great. Yeah, how are you finding like the VFL, the whole combined <clears throat> with you know the knee fall, I guess, and all that. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I think it's just an, um, I think it's a bit of a step up from what the old knee fall used to be, and um, and even potentially a bit of a step up from the VFL and um, what that was as well. So um, yeah, it's just a great opportunity for um, some VFL bikes to be able to travel and play interstate and. Um, you know, get used to doing different things, um, preparing for games differently and playing against some of the best players. Um, in Even the AFL, when they're coming back through injury, they come through the BFL. So getting to play against some, um, yeah, some really amazing um, AFL players as well as great BFL players. So, um, yeah, I think it's been a really good change from the AFL and um, yeah. hopefully it continues to go along for many years. Yeah, it's definitely a good concept. But... Uh... You had the pink hair going earlier this year. Is that a chance of coming back? And tell us about your apprenticeship and learning to be a barber. Yeah, I did actually. Uh, washed out pretty quickly. Um, I did, yeah, I just did it at work. One of the barbers likes to play around with hair and have a bit of a <laughs> um, have a bit of a go on my head because I'm the apprentice. But um, yeah, I don't know if it'll be coming back. I might go over the blue or green or something else for a bit of fun. But yeah. um, yeah, the barber apprenticeship's going really good. 
up here on the Gold Coast, um, learning from some really good um, good barbers and good hairdressers who are really good at their craft. And, um, yeah, they're really willing to spend the time to help me out and um, try and fast-track fast track, um, the way I go about my barbering and hopefully get... Um, yeah, hopefully get up to scratch a lot quicker. Um, so, yeah, really enjoying it. And it's obviously a massive difference to playing free full-time, barbering full-time. But, um, yeah, it's going really good and really enjoying it, which is great. What's the crazy... Have you had to do any crazy haircuts? Just anything that someone's coming for a request and just, like, never seen that sort of hairstyle? <laughs> um, not really, I don't think, mate. Um Oh, there's some pretty wild ones up here on the Gold Coast. Yeah. <laughs> a few, a few, few bogans floating around, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll move into yeah, the uh, Q&As off Instagram now, Billy. Uh, first one here is Best of Bellarine. Why haven't you called your mum in the last few days? Next question, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. All right. Uh, Seagull wants to know, how keen are you for the South, Southport Sharks footy trip this year and who is the best golfer on the Gold Coast? Who's that from? Seagull. Yeah, he's on the mate, so... Okay. Um, Southport footy trip. Yeah, it should be good, I think. We're <laughs> trying to organise it at the moment. We don't know where we're going yet. Um, but, yeah, it should be good. And then best golfer of the Sharks. I don't know, actually. We've got a golf day tomorrow, so I can let you know who wins that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there are a few keen golfers. Yeah. Uh, blessed one two two. Who is your favourite lawn bowler to watch on TV? Oh, that's actually B Lest. Oh, B Lest. Um, that's, that's that's Barry Lester. So he's um, we actually rolled a few down with him on the weekend. He's the the pro at um Burley Heads Bowls Club. Yep. So um, yeah, he's obviously my be- my favourite to watch on TV. I think he's um he's top three in Australia at the moment. So. Yeah. Shout out to Barry Lester. Um, yeah, you're my favourite, mate. <laughs> uh, this one's from Ed Richards. Uh, he simply goes, are you one of the four elite players in the 2017 Bulldogs Super Draft? Yes. Yeah, that would, um, <laughs> that's a yes. So that is the, the infamous Super Draft in 2017. So Aaron Norton, Ed Richards, Cal Porter and myself. Yeah, we used to roll around at the Dogs and call ourselves a the super draft. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if there's only two left. I think me and me and Cal both got got um, got done last year. We're not there anymore. So hopefully Ed and Ed and Naughty can hold the fort for a long time. Yeah, yeah, they, they're looking good. Uh, the Don's boys wants to know: Costca front oval or the MCG? Costca front oval or the MCG? Um, Oh, I'll have to go with Costco front over. It's far better than the MCG. Where's that? Um, Costco is the um, Xavier um, Junior School in Brighton. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the Costco boys used to rave about that one. Yeah. Uh, T. Goody wants to know, what do you, why do you think it didn't work out at Carlton? And then what did you change at the Dogs? Uh, why didn't it work out? Oh, there was a heap of change going on. For the whole footy club at Carson at the time in which I was there, there's probably on average about 14 or 15 list changes every year. As well as um, I was only 18 and 19 years of age, I was pretty immature and um, yeah, just probably wasn't up to playing AFL at that stage. Um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a bit of a 
big man sport, really. Um, there's heaps going on. Um, and it takes a lot to be good at. So I think I was probably just a little bit too immature. And then um, at the Dogs, I probably just let it all out a bit and didn't care as much as what I did at Carlton, just sort of played a bit more freely and didn't worry about the consequences of missing kicks or dropping a mark or anything, just sort of played my game and, yeah, had fun with it. Yeah. Um, Joe Noonan asks... Any chance of getting back into the AFL? Oh, there's always a chance, but um, yeah, I'm pretty happy out of it at the moment, boys. Yeah. Um, it would have to sort of be a um, an interstate team, so not a Victorian side. Um, but yeah, obviously, a side would have to want to pick me up, and three clubs is not all that common, is it? Um, so at the moment, it's pretty unlikely. But um, yeah, if there's a club to come knocking. That was interstate. Um, yeah, I'd obviously give it a give it a thought and potentially, yeah. Yeah. But I'm pretty happy being out at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I think your name was thrown up as a potential, you know, person for the mid-season draft. So yeah, hopefully, if it cu- comes around again, you can uh, get called up. But um, this one's from Ethan Parks. He simply just says, "Give us a stance on." Not sure what that means, but. Give us a what? Stance on. A dance on like S T A N C. Not sure if that means what that means, but no idea what no that idea. is. But yeah. Uh, uh, Bray, yeah, next one. Yeah, Pig Maverick. Bit of a stitch up, I reckon. Here, can you sing Willis 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 to the tune of Ruby by Kaiser Chiefs? <laughs> no, I won't be doing that. Right? <laughs> Is it definitely a sit up? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jacob Nine Smith. Um, two two part question. Is James Lowe the best player you've ever played with? And can you run us through your two disposal ginks SA in Blacktown 2012? So the last two questions were from that James Lowe guy and Jacob Smith, and they're still hanging on for dear life for the it was the under 16 national carnival where we played for Big Metro. And they both had good games, and I had a shocker, and they still hold me to it. But my my comeback's just how many AFL games have you played? So, <laughs> yeah. I hope they listen to this. Yeah, yeah exactly. Can't, can't really come back from that, can you? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. no. Um, Dill Shields wants to ask, do you love the Kingston Heath Cricket Club? Love the Kingston Heath Cricket Club. Yep. I'm actually a, um, I'm a player sponsor for Dill oh. at the club. <laughs> I don't know how that came about, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I play, I play a sponsor him. So, yeah, we love the Kingsman Heath Cricket Club. Do you play yourself? Cricket? No, oh, I haven't okay. played since I was about 12, I reckon. Yeah, yeah right. okay. But, yeah. Been, been a while between <laughs> drinks for the... Well, were you a bowler or a batter down there? Uh, I was more of a bowler. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Nothing wrong with well, that. Not much of it. Not much of either. I was actually <laughs> a specialist field guy. Yeah. Yeah, Ethan's the same, so yeah, good company there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that, Billy, that we will leave it there. That's all we've uh, got time for today. Thanks so much for joining us again, and good luck for what's to come, and we'll stay in touch. Thanks, guys. Appreciate having me on. As Billy departs, Ethan, great episode as always. Yeah, um, leading goal kicker. Probably a bit, maybe a bit stiff. We're not being biased to get delisted last year. There was a bit of shock um, around that when doing the research. So, yeah, wish him all the best, though. Yeah, uh, indeed. Uh, yeah, leading goal kicker to getting yeah. cut the next year. Yeah. It's a bit stiff, eh? 
Yeah, well, I mean, he's got plenty going for him. Uh, yeah. If we ever, one of us ever needs a haircut, or anyone out there needs a haircut, and you're you know living over east, you know who to go to. Yeah, so, exactly. He's yeah. the man for you. Uh, but that's just about going to wrap us all up here for this week's episode, Ethan. Great, yeah. been great as always. Uh, we'll see you. All, we'll see you next week. Absolutely, can't wait.